Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 28th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. I am live on the road. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. We've got a lot of logistics to the broadcast today because I'm going to be traveling in the middle of the show as well. So we'll get that all cranked out. First hour, I just got a bunch of sound bites for you from the Freedom Fest, from a lot of that we've done. I've got updates. Uh, the recap of yesterday's show, James Edwards joins me second hour and a whole lot more. Let's just get after it. Let's just do it, shall we? The recap of yesterday's show starts now. Can you rely on wind or solar energy? The answer is a clear no. Are you familiar with the dilutants and <laughs> the, um, what do they call these problems? They call them dilutants. That's one of the problems. What does that mean, you say? Well, the dilutness problem and the intermittence problems are serious. What does it mean? It means you don't have any good way to store electricity. You know, I know you got batteries today, but they're not very good. You don't have a good way to store the electricity at all. And you know what? The sun doesn't shine all the time. The wind doesn't blow all the time. Even days at a time, it doesn't. So it's a problem, right? You say, well, Sam, the sun's out all the time. Yeah, but there's clouds that cover it, and you don't get very efficient. When it gets super hot, did you know that solar panels don't work? Yeah. You go look up articles on the Internet about the U.K. It got so hot, their solar panels uh, efficiencies went down big time. So if we have a lot of global warming coming up, folks, how well is that going to work if you put up a bunch of solar panels and then it gets too hot for them to work? Now you got a bunch of solar panels that you can't use, right? Folks, look, you cannot rely on wind or solar energy. Yes, they can be a good alternative, but they're too expensive. They're intermittent. The dilutants problem is an issue, right? Anyway, thought I'd bring that to your attention. We also talked about Glenn Beck doing a great job. He says, quote, say this, if the ATF comes to your door asking to see your guns, absolutely not, no. Do you have a warrant? If not, go away. If you do, show it to me. And the question becomes, can your general government even get a warrant related to this? Call your county sheriff. They're America's last hope. Your county sheriff should stand up and stand Step in on this. Believe it or not, in Scotland County, Missouri Sheriff Brian Whitney says that even under the threat of arrest, he will not. I repeat, will not release gun owners' information to the FBI. He says he'll go down with a ship if needs be. Now, that's a real sheriff, ladies and gentlemen. A sheriff that says, look, I'm here to protect you, my citizen, my constituent, from enemies, foreign and domestic, even government. Amen to that. Dr. Doctor, Doctor, uh, I shouldn't say Dr. Sheriff, Brian Whitney, thank you for your service and your leadership, sir. We need more of you, that's for sure. Uh, Glenn Beck also talked about, in addition, this hero that shot these thug, this thug that was going crazy with a gun and saved numerous lives, and what a hero he was. Amen to that reality check as well. 
Like I say, folks, I have criticism for Glenn Beck when he doesn't do what's right, when he attacks us innocent folks and everything else. But when Glenn does right, I give him credit, folks, because it's not about the people. It's about the issues at hand, and Glenn's spot on on this one, folks. Good for him. Give him a big shout-out, will you please? That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday, hour two. Uh, we did an interview. I met an old friend, Jim Babka, Downsize DC at Freedom Fest. Uh, DownsizeDC.org to learn more about the incredible work they're doing. Uh, but we also talked about Grace Archie. That's his new podcast. It's on YouTube, folks. Check it out. They're working on greater distribution options. But I commend Jim Babka for just staying with it and doing a good job. You know, him and his wife are really involved in the non-aggression project, which I like. You know, they try to say we're violent, that we're extremists. Not true. It's a lie. But anyway, Jim Babka doing a phenomenal job. Great friend of ours. It's great to catch up with him uh, in person. We also talked about the fact that 1.2 million liberals are trying to impeach Clarence Thomas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where the liberals all put their time and their money where their mouth is. How do they get 1.2 million people together anyway? We try to get 1.2 million people together, and we end up with like five people, right? We, the people, better get involved, ladies and gentlemen. They call us the silent majority, and boy, howdy, are we silent. We don't put our money where our mouth is. We don't get involved in meaningful ways. Uh, we can't work on anything together. If we disagree on anything, it's like, eat that person. They're gone forever. Can't work with them. The liberals are different. They say, I don't care if I agree with you on anything or not. I agree on this one, and I'm working on it. And they double down, and they put their money where their mouth is. So now 1.2 million liberals are trying to impeach Clarence Thomas. Why? Because Clarence says we ought to not have government-peddled birth control. And we ought to not have government defining marriage. Well, amen to that reality check. Well, the Republicans are all going against Clarence Thomas. Shame on them. The Democrats, wolves in sheep's clothing is what they really are. Uh, but all I can tell you is good for Clarence Thomas. Shame on the liberals. But we should be standing up. Just imagine if we could get 1.2 million conservative constitutionalists, liberty-loving folks, uh, to put a little bit of money into Liberty Roundtable Live. Folks, we could take this show through the stratosphere, but it's all dollars. Some say, Sam, why don't you go on Google and YouTube? You can make a bunch of money. You could, Yeah, so they can kick me off and so I can get dependent on that money and hire a bigger staff to do great work and then uh, end up like Alex Jones and others just melting down because I don't have the cash to support the infrastructure that I built on the big money that I made and now I don't have it because Google just hosed me down and deplatformed me and blocked my videos and stole my revenue and everything else. No thanks, people. That's why you can say Liberty Roundtable Live is tiny, and to some degree it's true. It's the Widow's Might radio network, that's for sure. We could use all the pennies we can get. LibertyRoundtable.com, donate liberally today. We need every penny. But I'm telling you, we want to remain independent. We want to remain, um, you know what, to the best of our ability not to be deplatformed. Now, I know we got kicked off Twitter. That was one area in which we did participate. We didn't depend on them for revenue, but we did participate. They shut us down. Why? Because we told the truth on COVID. They lied, got caught lying. By the way, stay tuned at next hour. We got a Ben Swan uh, Truth in Media report at Sovereign.media that is just blowing the doors off this discussion about who's controlling these entities. Uh, anyway, AOC, that's uh, this Cortez lady, Acacio Cortez from New York, whacked out Congresswoman. How she got elected is beyond me. Oh, yeah, vote fraud. Okay, I get it. Election fraud. Um, but anyway, that's just my opinion to which I'm entitled. I don't know if it's factual. I don't have any evidence on the New York deal, but I don't trust the elections. I can tell you that. Anyway, AOC is flat out unhinged. She's literally saying we, we got to abolish the Supreme Court to save the planet. 
Yeah, she's so convinced that uh, since the court shut down Joe Biden when Joe tried to just make law from the Oval Office, he's in the wrong branch of government, don't you know? And we said that. Everybody laughed and went, oh, you guys are conspiracy theories. No, it's the truth. The court even agreed with us that Joe has no authority to make law. Therefore, his edicts, his executive orders, his belligerent um, clarion call of an emergency for global warming or climate change is a lie. It's bogus, and he has no authority. So the court shut him down. AOC freaked out and then said, oh, my gosh, let's just abolish the courts. Now, think about this. The liberals, the extremists, the communists, the socialists, the whatever, Democrats, all these people, they all want to just abolish the Supreme Court. One third of our government, just shut it down, get rid of it because they don't like it. Or if they don't shut it down, their next step a little bit short of shutting it down completely, is to pack the courts. And then they tell you that I'm anti-government. You see the whacked out nature of these people? They're crazy. I support the proper rule of government. I support the Supreme Court. Yeah, they make some dumb decisions from time to time, and they don't have the final say in everything. But they do play an incredible role in America. We ought to respect that. It's part of the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. Uh, isn't that the supreme law of our land? Yeah, yeah, okay, just wondering. So I support the supreme law, and I support the proper role of limited government. They want to abolish whole, whole sections of government. But yet they say, I'm, I'm anti-government. Go figure. Believe it or not, a majority of Democrats and the majority of young people do want to abolish the Supreme Court. The majority, 54% of people, 19 to 39, want the court abolished. Now, according to a Rasmussen poll, only 37% of the nation want to abolish the Supreme Court. That's a startling number, though, if you ask me. But they say that another poll comes out and the Democrats want to abolish the Supreme Court, 33% of them. Uh, they say that only 33% view the courts favorably and 66%. 63% have an unfavorable view of the Supreme Court. 40% of Democrats have a very unfavorable. But it's opposite for the Republicans. They primarily like and believe in and want to support the courts. Well, I want to keep the Supreme Court around because it's part of our Constitution, but I want to make sure that we impeach judges that are activists from the bench, that don't follow the rule of law. They can't make law either. The president can't make law, and neither can the courts. We need to rein them in with some impeachments to, to hold that reality check true. Other than that, I support the courts completely. We also had an incredible guest on Dr. Shannon Croner. Uh, she's founder and director of Freedom of Religion United Solutions. Yeah, finding solutions to protect our religious rights is her whole goal. She does a great job. We had that interview from Freedom Fest, played that back yesterday as well. And uh, we talked about her just say no t-shirts, no to all kinds of sh liberal shenanigans. And they also have One Nation Under God t-shirts that are pretty nifty, man. So check all that out. Shannon Croner doing a great job. And that's a recap of the broadcast that took place just yesterday on your radio. When we get back from the quick pause, I want to dig in. i got to talk about elections. What's going to happen in 22? What's going to happen in 24? Many Republicans were saying it was a landslide going to be, right? But now we're finding out maybe not so fast. Maybe it's not going to be uh, as much of that as you once thought. Well, we'll keep an eye on this ball and break it all down just for you. Who would you want to be president coming up? Do you believe in who's slated for the good old boy network, huh? All right, Liberty Roundtable live in seconds on your radio.
We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, back on your radio, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. That was a recap. Last segment, now news the networks refuse to use today, starts now. All right, question Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, ladies and gentlemen. The battle is on. Some are saying Donald's going to go for 2024. Uh, of course, he always teases and never really announces. Uh, it's so bad now that some of the election groups are trying to sue the Donald, saying, you know what, you're going to have to either get in or get out, buddy. You can't just... Run like you're in, but not declare. Well, Donald's going to milk that for all that he can get. Why wouldn't he tease the audience and get tremendous coverage? Everybody just waiting uh, for his every statement to see, you know, what's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a lot of candidates do that as long as they possibly can. And Donald will do it as long as they'll let him get away with it. They complain about it, but do nothing about it. There you have it. I think Donald will run in 2024. But when you say Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, a lot of people believe it's one or the other, that Ron's going to go ahead and take on Dawn, and it's going to be a, an epic battle at the primaries. I don't think so. I think the primaries will be very crowded for 2024, but I don't personally believe that Ron will be in them. You say, whoa, Sam, why do you say that? Because I believe there's a lot of order to this. As, as scrappy as it seems sometimes, I believe a lot of it's political games. Uh, I believe it's more organized and more planned out than most people could possibly imagine. Why do you say that, Sam? Well, I'll point to this. Donald Trump teased that he was going to run for president for literally years and years and years and years before he ever really did it. Why now? Well, I think it was his time. You say, well, wait a minute, Sam. Wasn't he a newcomer, an outsider that just disrupted the world? No, I don't think so. I think Donald's been an insider forever, and I've told you that. Do I think it means that he's a good guy? Well, he's a good guy in some ways. He's a bad guy in many ways. He spent his elite career 
in New York, the most liberal bastion anywhere, uh, rubbing shoulders with all the liberals. His good friends are Bill and Hillary Clinton and, um, you know, George Soros and people like that. How do I know? Because I have sound bites where he says he loves Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Wait a minute, Sam, didn't he say he was going to lock Hillary up? Yeah, he let the campaign trail believe that. He got you and I chanting it, hoping that it would be true. But then when he got in office, he just said, leave Hillary alone, my dear old friend, just leave her alone. When people brought up, you know, George Soros, Donald's just like, hey, leave George alone. George is a good guy. Just don't bug George. See, those are his true friends, folks. Make no mistake about that. Okay. Does Donald have an instinct for good? Yes, he does in a lot of ways, and I commend him for it. Has he done a lot of good when he ran for president? In many ways, he did. The pro-life, I don't know that it would be where we are now if it wasn't for Trump's involvement and leadership. So I commend him for that. Um, But you know what? This fast track or whatever you want to call it, Operation Warp Speed Vaccinations has been disastrous, folks. The lockdowns on Donald's watch, disastrous. So Donald's done a lot of bad as well as a lot of good. But I believe it's a good old boy network kind of a plan. So it was Donald Trump's term to run. Now, I know the mainstream press likes to attack him and abuse him. uh, And to some degree, it might be true. But I think there's more political theater there than you realize. I don't think they mind Donald as bad as they want you to believe. I think without all their negative and or media coverage in general, Donald could not have won. So call the coverage negative. Call it what you choose. The fact is Donald won because of their coverage. He got millions. I would suggest billions of dollars in free media coverage. Even though it was negative media, it made Donald a household name like never before. All right. And so, you know, will Donald get back in? There's a very good possibility he will. But anyway, there's a a WorldNet Daily article. Art Moore writes at WND.com. And it says, Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, Ben Carson lays it on, on 2024. In other words, what the heck? Well, we're going to get Ben Carson, what, Secretary of HUD? He breaks it down in his opinion of what's going to happen. He says this, Donald Trump is the likely Republican nominee in 2024. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is in a good position to run in 2028 and possibly even be there for eight years, the housing secretary or former housing secretary said. You know what? I think that's actually spot on. I think the good old boy network will let that happen. I think it might be that. Now, whether Mitt Romney will jump in and try to upset that and go center, I don't know. It depends on who Don Trump gets as his running mate. depends on who Ron DeSantis gets as his running mate. There's a lot of dependencies on this here because, again, we're projecting out, um, what, 2024, so that's a little over two years away. Well, I guess a little under two years away now. Uh, But time will tell, right? But I think that's a very likely scenario that Trump will go ahead for 2024. Ron's young enough, savvy enough, governor. He could go ahead and work on 2028, Donald um, probably wouldn't be, um, you know, he'd be too old to serve and, and such. It might be a better transition that way. And then see, Don and Ron are not in a big old fight, right? Now, believe it or not, there is a huge spending reality check for 2022. 2022 sorry. Midterm elections, they say, will spend. It'll produce political ad spending to the tune of $8.4 billion. Dollars. That's Kentar CMAG uh, predicting. They say close to 2020's $9 billion result. Yeah, they say $4 billion will go to broadcast TV, which has 
ad dominance at this point. So four billion going to broadcast TV. The other four, whatever billion, uh, will be broken up between what? New media, radio, magazines, whatever. So that's kind of the prediction there. Think about that though. Nine billion dollars spent on twenty twenty elections. And, um, you know, TV, a political ad dominance. Now, I got a little news for the TV networks. You think you're political ad dominance, and you are right now. But look, Google, Comcast, uh, cable TV providers, um, Internet TV, whatever you want to call that, online TV, is started, Hulu, etc., starting to take the world by storm, baby. And there's moves right now by Comcast and Hulu and many others to really make their move uh, to steal a lot of that ad, quote, TV dominance revenue for elections uh, from the mainstream TV networks. So we'll keep an eye on that ball for you. But I find it fascinating. They're going to literally spend, um, you know, $8.4 billion on the midterm elections. Those are usually the, the lighter election cycles, not this time around. The money is just staggering. $9 billion for 2020. The number is just, I don't even know how to respond to that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> anyway, well, that's kind of a, an important thing. All right, we've got an incredible interview uh, that we're going to have to play around our breaks because it's so long. But I interviewed this lady at Freedom Fest. It was an incredible interview for a variety of reasons. Her name is Wendy Kinney, and Wendy Kinney is the founder and the CEO of a group called Revere Payments. Revere If you want to learn more. Why am I so fascinated with Wendy? Well, I'll tell you why. She says we want the freedom to do business. Cancel culture has no place here. No one should have to sacrifice their First Amendment rights for fear that a payment processor needed to run your business will shut you down because of your beliefs. We want freedom and prosperity and transactions for all. We hope that you'll spread the world that there's a world-class payment system available for you. The interview with Wendy Kinney starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you alongside for the ride mandate. What is it, day four of Freedom Fest? Fantastic stuff going on. Sam Bushman live at Freedom Fest. People are gathering. They're a little bit slower on a Saturday morning, though. But no worries, ladies and gentlemen. We have an incredible guest today, which I am just delighted to learn about their company. And I'll, we'll talk about why in just a second. But, man, I am just elated about Wendy Kenny. And Wendy Kenny is the founder and the CEO of a company called Revere Payments. And Revere Payments has some interesting slogans. But, ladies and gentlemen, they won't shut you down. That's the summary. I always go to the end and give everybody the summary first and then go back and fill in the details. They will not shut you down from a payment processor point of view. Wendy, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you so much, Sam. Such an honor to be with you. So catch me up then. How did you get in the payment game? First of all, who are you? Well, I am a lawyer, if you can believe Ooh, it. Wow. By I know. Wait a minute. No, Lawyers that stand for freedom? Whoa. I know. There wrong? are a few of us out here. All right. Um, I was a lawyer. This is a crazy story because 18 years ago, I was representing a vertical of business. They were yes. my clients who were getting shut down by the banks 18 years ago. And this was as an attorney? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we launched a payments company 18 years ago for this vertical, which I knew a lot about. It was in the direct selling industry. 
and our parent company is to this day one of the top payment processors in that industry. And then here we are again, 18 years later, a different vertical of business being canceled and shut down. What's the vertical that was shut down before, just out of curiosity? Direct selling, like multi-level marketing. I see. Yeah. And they were shut down, why? Because everybody said, oh, Ponzi scheme. Ex da -na -na -na. Exactly, Sam. You got it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, then did they shut down the uh, Social Security system? Because <laughs> that's a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? Oh, we could name many Ponzi schemes, couldn't we? We could, have, we could spend the whole show talking about Ponzi We could, schemes. but you know what? It's interesting how, though, the entrepreneurship of a, of a um, multi-level marketing company, uh, it's interesting that they attack that, isn't it? Yeah, it is because... because All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman interviewing Wendy McKinney. Or Wendy Kinney, sorry. Wendy Kinney uh, on your radio in seconds. As Liberty Roundtable Live continues on your favorite news station. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Former Democrat and 2020 presidential candidate Andrew Yang announced Wednesday that his forward party is moving ahead to give Americans an alternative to the two-party system. It is now the third biggest political party in America based on resources. After two Mississippi people were hospitalized, the CDC issued a warning Wednesday saying they discovered a potentially deadly bacteria near their home in the Gulf Coast region, Burkholderia pseudomallei. The bacteria has been detected in water and soil samples. It causes Whitmore disease and the germs are naturally resistant to commonly used antibiotics. Without treatment, 9 out of every 10 people who get it die. The negligent Chinese rocket that will smash back into Earth is projected to fall out of orbit on July 30th. It's still unknown exactly where it will hit. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Camp Lejeune Justice is responsible for the content of this ad. Attention Marines, personnel of any branch of the armed forces, and their families stationed at Camp Lejeune and contractors who worked at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune for 30 days or longer between August 1953 and December of 1987? For 34 years, those on Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. Until now, the laws have prevented victims from getting justice, but Passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow victims to seek compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. If you or a loved one got sick after exposure to contaminated drinking water at Camp Lejeune, you need the right legal team that has the experience, support staff, and resources to seek the maximum compensation for your injuries. Call now for a free consultation and case review. Call 800-832-9166. That's 800-832-9166. Again, that's 800-832-9166. The Federal Reserve has added another big interest rate hike in an effort to tackle runaway inflation. The 75 basis point jump is the fourth rate hike in five months, indicating a recession may be upon us. Chairman Jerome Powell, following along with the Biden administration, says we are not in a recession. We'll know more today when the second quarter GDP, or gross domestic product number, gets released. 
A convict is scheduled to be executed Thursday night in Alabama against the wishes of the victim's family. Alabama remains on schedule to carry out the execution of a death row inmate Thursday night. Joe James Jr. is set to be put to death by lethal injection. This comes after a federal judge turned down a request for a stay of execution last week. James was convicted of shooting to death his former girlfriend, Faith Hall, back in 1994. The victim's family is asking he not be executed. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Reverepayments.com is her website. The point of Wendy, she's an attorney. And if you listen to the interview, you'll understand where she gets kind of her mojo on this. She's not going to cave, folks. Reverepayments.com, what an incredible opportunity that we have because, look, if you've stood up for anything important, you've been shut down or deplatformed or had a hard time with payments. Uh, no more with Wendy. The interview continues now. What's the vertical that was shut down before, just out of curiosity? Direct selling, like multi-level marketing. I see. Yeah. And they were shut down, why? Because everybody said, oh, Ponzi scheme. Ex- da, 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 da. Exactly, Sam. You got it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, then did they shut down the uh, Social Security system? Because <laughs> that's a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? Oh, we could name many Ponzi schemes, couldn't we? We could have, we could spend the whole show talking about. Ponzi we could, schemes. but you know what? It's interesting how though the entrepreneurship of a of a, um, a multi level marketing company. Uh, it's interesting that they attack that, isn't it? Yeah, it is because because really, I mean, as we all know, pyramid schemes are illegal. So if any of these companies were illegal, they and, and by the way, justly so. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you look at some of these companies that are long-standing household names that have been around 100 years. I mean, there's Amway, and I mean, there's tons and tons of companies that are just are just tremendous companies. Well, many of them, believe it or not, have incredible products, too. I mean, Amway I, has some phenomenal products, oh, by the, the way. Oh, the laundry soap and the LOC. I love it. They also have some great vitamins, too. Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, anyway, uh, not enough about Amway, but the point <laughs> is there's a lot of companies, though, and a lot of the health companies. Um, oh, yeah. You know, or like that too, doTERRA, many oh, others yeah. uh, doTERRA, like that. Melaleuca. And, and by the way, I use doTERRA oils all the time. Yeah, yeah, they're, ter- they're terrific. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't understand how they try to get away with that claim. What I don't really understand too, though, is why would the banks care? I mean, to me, once you funnel money through them, unless it's illegal or something, I get it, right? But but sure. but other than that, why do they care? Why, why would they take that well, stance? Well, well, isn't the bank's um, catch-all phrase reputational risk? I mean, yes. that's that's yeah. that's it. That's the catch-all. Everything is about reputational risk. All right. So, so even they're not a, uh, insulated from that, folks. It becomes political in a hurry, right? Very. Sad but true, ladies and gentlemen. Fast forward 18 years. Yeah. This attorney has ran this company to help you do payment processing. Now, this is interesting because it's hard for a lot of small businesses to get started with their payment processing, too, no matter where they come from, right? Oh, correct. Yeah. And it, dep- it really depends on the product, too. So some of those some of those real small entrepreneurs who, who have a product that uh, the banks don't like, that's really when it gets tough. Yeah, I sell guns. Uh, so, uh, hey. yeah, we, uh, we love our guns, but yeah. And our gun owners and our gun ma- and manufacturers. And it, it seems to be like CD, CBD oil and everything else, too, right? We invented that. We created that platform as well. So, so tell me how we deal with these different <laughs> industries then. Do they monitor what comes through or have they learned when it comes to Wendy, you just leave her alone and she, she <laughs> protects the gate in terms of, hey, we don't do illegal stuff, right? We don't, but yet, so what I mean is there's a few lines we won't cross. Absolutely. But, but as a whole though, we won't back down either. 
that how, that's true. How do the banks deal with that balance when you push for it? I mean, do they do they want to get in the middle of it, so, or do they have they learned to trust you? Well, so there's there is a longstanding relationship, obviously, and they do um, they do know that our company is is a very reputable company. We don't do anything sketchy. We don't do anything that would violate the rules. You know, you're 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 guide, guided by rules not just from the banks but from the card brands as well. So so we're doing things that are completely legal. It's just some people will do them and some people won't. So we're all about freedom at Revere. I mean, that's what we're about. So if someone wants to sell a gun or a cigar or some CBD, you know, lotion, we're there to protect them and we're there to provide them a great platform that has a great tech stack that works as easily and as well as our competitors. Now, here's what's interesting. If you want to kill babies, you're cool, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're great. It's fine. If you want to go ahead and legalize sex work, no problem. If you want to. Yeah, we're in Nevada. All, all, all these things. It's just it's just psychotic to even discuss almost. So yep. everybody gets the point. I'll move on. Thank you. Um, but but I bring this up because the people that get beat up the most are the so-called racists. Well, which ones are those? Well, so there's real racists. There are people oh, who are racist. There are evil people out there. That's the always sure, true sure. in every... I haven't met... I really haven't met them. But well, yeah, neither have I, I. Yeah, I mean, I hear they're, I hear they're around. The news tells me they're there. Yeah. I haven't met any or seen any, and I go to a lot of places. So I know. I, I haven't seen any either. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. kind of like the... They're uh, when you're a little kid, you go snipe hunting. Yeah. You ever, you ever heard of yes, that? Yes, of course. And so it's kind of like snipe hunting, trying to find yeah. something that's racist. Yeah. But they yeah. do exist, I promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I bring this up because a good friend of mine, his name is James Edwards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he runs a radio show called The Political Cesspool. Mm-hmm. And I syndicate his show is why I know about all this. Oh, wonderful. And he's not a racist, but he does talk about um, white issues because he's white, right? Sure. Now, I don't care what color anybody is. I believe we're all God's children and we should behave like it. Absolutely. So let's just start out that way. But uh, all I'm telling you is, so he wants to advocate for the advancement of the white race. Well, he should because he's white, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, black people should advocate for the advancement of the black race. Well, they do. Of course, and they should. Like, I have no problem with that, right? Everybody should be able to advocate for their heritage and their, their history and their, their ethnicity and stuff like that. Sure. But one doesn't mean downing the other. Sure. Or rejecting the other. Anyway, so let me tell you a quick story, and, then I, and I want to get your take on this. Okay. So he advocates for the white race. Um, he doesn't hate blacks. In fact, I went, uh, he was at a Donald Trump uh, event uh, in Tennessee, and he was in the, what do they call it, media cage? I guess is the way <laughs> they have kind of a caged-off part for the media at these events. And he was in there because he's, of course, a, a you know, legitimate portion of the media uh, via my company, Liberty News Radio. And he, um, he was in there, and so were all the media people. And there was one lady that was late, and she was a black female. And she came to the gate and was pounding on the gate trying to say, hey, somebody let me in. Nobody let her in, but he went and let her in. So, see, that's what kind of racist he is. He just felt like she deserved to be in there because she was in the media, and she missed the window, and he helped her get in. Anyway, I tell you that because that's how human he is. Nevertheless, the point that I'm getting at is they claim he's a white nationalist, white whatever radio show, and they have deplatformed him. Mm. Now, he also then, by the Detroit News, the Detroit News said he was the leader of one of the leaders of the KKK. Oh. Now, just so you know, he's not a leader of the KKK. In fact, he's not even a member. I didn't even know there was a KKK in Detroit. Well, I don't know. I'm just telling you what happened. And <laughs> okay. So anyway, he said, I'm not a leader of the KKK, and I've never even been a member of the KKK. <laughs> so here's what, I don't know if you know, but that is the quintessential definition of a racist. Of course. Okay. Well, anyway, so long story short, they went to court because he sued them. Mm. Because he said, you know what? You can't say I'm a leader of the KKK. I'm not. You can't say I'm even a member. I'm not. So you ready for how the court ruled? Oh, goodness. 
the court said, we know you're not a leader of the KKK. We know you're not even a member. Factually, that's correct. But because of Aesop's fables, it's the company you keep. Boom. Oh, Lost. This is a real case. I kid you not. This is serious. I have to look this up. Anyway, so when this all happened, they deplatformed him. Oh, my God. And he lost all of his ability. Now he has to have people send checks in the mail because he can't, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do you dare deal with this? Do I dare deal with this? Um, Well, I believe in freedom. I look at him because what we've decided as a company on both ends of a spectrum is anything that gets to the point of violence such as, you know, Antifa, BLM. Of course. Or if you look at... Yeah, because that's illegal, though. Violence uh, uh, is illegal. Well, well, I don't know. Are any of them in jail? No. Okay. But it's illegal because when you, when you abuse people... Or, and, yeah. You know, but anything that assault. is extreme and violent, revered, you know, we've taken a stand. So there's nothing that he's done that's violent of any way, yeah, any kind. Sure. He has no criminal record. He's a reputable citizen with a mm-hmm. great credit score, mm-hmm. a great business ethic. Mm-hmm. He's been around forever. Mm-hmm. There's none of those things. Yeah. Well, tell him to give us a call. Him and his wife have children, and their their family's great. I've sitting at the dinner table with them and everything else. They're great mm-hmm. people. Anyway, I don't want to get stuck on them, but I use mm-hmm. that because it's kind of a quintessential line where racists are worse than baby killers. Baby killers are great. Racists, oh, no. Well, we haven't, and even if you're not a racist. Well, we haven't <laughs> determined he's a racist. and Right. And the court said they know he's not a racist, but they're just going to pretend yeah, he's a racist. Yeah, because of Aesop's fables, see? Because of Aesop's fables. Yeah. The company you keep there is not good. So, you know, I, I bring that up because it's really the quintessential. I could not believe when this all happened. Yeah, I just it's, believe it's it. sad, honestly. It's a sad, I, I mean, it's sad that I'm, I'm surprised and I continue to talk to all of my friends who are of all of all races, of, sure. all, of all genders, of and all persuasions. And why wouldn't you, by the way? And we continue to talk about the psychological manipulation of dividing us. And that's really what it's about because if you can divide people and create categories and get people angry at each other, that's a, I mean, a lot of their work is done there. I mean, this is really about division, right? Yes, and that's why I'm bringing it up so highlighted in the way that I am because it gives us kind of a quintessential understanding when the courts say, well, we know you're not a member of the KKK. We know you're not even a, you're not a leader. We know that's all true, but we don't care. Right. That crosses another line, Wendy, oh, sure I'm just does. not comfortable with. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you that as well. I'm all right. with you. Anyway, I don't mean to sidetrack on that, but I just found that interesting, and I wanted to see your response. What I want to talk about is your company, though. So I know you guys do payments. Um, tell me about how the payments can work in terms of a platform. Is it, you know, you got the PayPal platform, you got the authorized.net platform, you got, you know, all these different things. How does yours work? Yeah, um, well, it works similarly. Uh, our tech stack is similar to, to, you know, I hate to mention competitors, honestly, because they're they're kind of woke and they deplatform people. So oh, I hate, sure. to, hate to give them any advertising on your show, Sam. <laughs> so, but, but my goal but, is to help people understand yeah, if I have a so, website or if I, yep, if you know, whatever, yep, e-com, um, how's yeah. my world going to relate is yeah, the point. Yeah, sure. So the tech stack functions in a very sim- simple way. So if you're selling, if you're on e- e-commerce and you're selling a product, um, we integ- we're integrated into everything that all of the competitors are integrated to. So we have yet to have someone talk to us or come to us that we couldn't handle. Revere has it has um, has a has an entire world of its own, which includes forms for donations and charities and you know nonprofits. Oh, really? oh yeah, we have Revere Forms. We have Revere Pay. We have we we are very very competitive in the tech space. All right. How about from a vendor point of view? Do I just sign up with you and you take care of the rest? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Come on over. <laughs> 
so I don't have to worry about the gateway. I don't have to worry. No, no, no. no. This stuff so gets we, complicated for oh, people, okay. right? All right, so I didn't know how, how um, educated you were. Just so you know, I own an IT are... company, and I oh, hook up oh, internet connections goodness. and payment connections Jeez. for all kinds of people oh, okay. all the time. I am talking to and an And I understand expert. basis okay. points because I've been uh, um, insurance license and mortgage license oh, and everything else. So okay, I understand Sam. all Sam, kinds of payment And my apologies to you. I didn't realize you were an expert. But, you know, some of the people I talked to don't know what a gateway is. So when you mentioned authorized.net and PayPal, I was going to. Yeah, you're kind of hesitant. I don't care about those, and I don't want to mention those. I was hesitant. I really because want to do I wanted to clarify authorized.net was a gateway, and I thought, well, he's yeah, not, I, I didn't I thought, oh, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is people don't know the difference, and then they just start saying, oh, yeah, do you have an yeah. authorized.net account? Yeah, like, yeah. What? I don't yeah, know. So I'm... simplistically, you sure. know, Sam, that a gateway is the mechanism that that communicates between the, the shopping cart and the pla- and the payment platform. Yeah, think of it they can't the talk API connection. Exactly. People. They can't talk to each other. Okay. So the gateway is the thing that moves the information back and forth. Revere has its own payment gateway. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. yes. And, it's, and that gateway is... Because there's a lot of resellers that don't, is my point. Oh, no, we have all of that. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so you don't need anything else. So we literally can link, connect, I guess, into your your shopping cart, and we're off to the races. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Very simple, very easy. People have been very pleased. We are a CPAC's um, fa- payments processor as well. So if you look at someone like CPAC, um, they had a, you know, they're a big company, and they're someone who had a lot yeah, of they're moving parts. too. I understand. <laughs> They're not racist. Everybody is. You are. Oh, I am absolutely not Yeah, you have to be. I'm not. Oh, yeah, the critical race theory says you are. You can't stop it. Uh, Well, my family's from Lebanon, so... Oh, sorry, people. (laughs) That doesn't work. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Good try, though. (laughs) I'm just saying, isn't that interesting how that's their narrative, though? And and I don't mean to push that. I'm just saying that's kind of where we are, though. They even said focus on the family was that. Yeah, it's sad. It's Because that's all they've got. And you know what? That's all they've got. And that should really... Everyone should wake up to that. That's a really desperate move, right? Oh, without question. Yeah. Uh, it's a desperate, it's a completely dishonest move. Yeah. Uh, I, now, I want to talk I about this, smarter th- than that. this payment stuff a little bit more, sure. though. Sure, um, So, I can do it for my e-commerce if I've got that, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you also have credit card, uh, like a virtual terminal? Yeah. We, we have a virtual terminal, and then we okay. also have physical terminals. Okay. And so, we, we're a full-service company. So, like here at the show... There's a few people walking around with swipers and iPads and swipers on their phone. That's Revere. So there's um, people walking around here selling their goods um, right here. And so Revere's portable. Now, just so everybody understands, there's a lot of different ways to look at rates and compare and all that. I don't want to get into the details here because they're just too goofy. Um, But I want to highlight, though, that, look, they can be competitive with anybody in the business. I've already talked to some of your staff members about this. Yeah. Um, They can handle any kind of gateway that you need. Yep. Meaning, meaning that they replace that, that yep. so it's seamless for you. Exactly. Uh, from an e-commerce point of view, from a portable point of view, from a virtual terminal in the office point of view, yep. to real terminals, all of it, folks. Yep. And, and the reason that I spend so much time kind of digging in a little bit is because a lot of people think, oh, good, I can go with this group. And then somebody else along the chain shuts them down. And then the other guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't really have control over that. And Oh, that's because they're talking to a broker and agent probably. Yeah, so that's why I'm highlighting this so much uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, tell me more about your services. Yeah, so um, I was going to mention when you were talking about terminals, we, as a CEO, I did something 18 years ago that w- when it comes to physical equipment, we'll only sell it for wholesale to our, to our, um, to our clients because there was this uh, scheme out there to lease equipment and, and uh, the sales guys love to lease equipment, but it's a it's a real it's a really expensive deal for the for the merchant. Yes, so it is. at Revere, we only if we will either give you a swiper or if you want a really slick, cool Wi-Fi terminal, we'll sell it to you at our wholesale cost, not a penny above. All right. Yeah. What about uh, Apple Pay and all this other? Yeah, stuff we out do there? Apple Pay, Google Pay, we do it all. 
And those are all just part of the terminal, right? Yeah, they're what, all what built I mean in. is when you get the right terminals, it's just included yeah, it's built as into part the, of the capability. Absolutely, it's built in. Wow. Yeah. People like that. Yeah. Wendy, what have you thought as you've cruised around Freedom Fest? Oh, my gosh. I, I This is just the happy. I mean, for me, it's a happy place. There's so many, so many different types of people and businesses. I just love it. And everyone is so happy here. You know, everyone's just having yeah. great conversations, doing. When people aren't social distancing and they can actually enjoy oh, people. Yeah. People are people, people, Yeah, you right? can see their face so. and hear, actually understand what they're saying. It's terrific. And people are just, it's, I mean, just all walks of life are here. It's just a wonderful, wonderful conference. Our, it's our first time here, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we love you know it. What? We'll be back again every year. It's good. I love it. This one hasn't been quite as good, though. You know what? In, in South Dakota, I don't know if you know, but last time we went to South Dakota. Oh, that's Last cool. year. Yeah. Uh, and we um, went to Mount Rushmore. Oh, I've always we, wanted to go there. I I'm have telling you right now, yet. that was the best one ever. It was probably double the people. Oh, wow. It was incredible. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I can only imagine. I Well, I'll be in South Dakota if they go back. Where do you live? Where I you? live in Las Vegas. Oh, you live right here? Yes. Whoa, yes. how do you deal with the heat? I can't take it. I leave. Oh, but I you? came back for Freedom Fest. Yes. Yes. You leave in the summer. Yeah, a, a lot of people do. Um, I go up. I go up to the mountains in Arizona. Well, I go down to Arizona and then up into the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I keep I, I keep saying up because I'm from the Midwest and we used to go up north. So I keep saying yeah. we go up north, but then I have to well, realize up I have is to go north down to go and up. in elevation. Right? Yeah, exactly. And down is south and yeah, in Arizona is down. So I've got to go down to go up. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is really an important partnership that you ought to learn about and explore. Um, not only if you aren't shut down yet, but so that you don't get shut down. And most importantly, I think one of the things that you guys can do that others can't is watch this world that we're in and stay ahead of the things that might broadside someone financially, right? And that's an important point because a lot of these other companies don't care about any of that stuff. That's right. That's right. I mean, the reality is we're, we're freedom-loving Americans. We're, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I understand, the, I understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur. I understand, you know, the ins and outs and the tough times. And we're here. I mean, we're, we create a partnership. We have, we, when you call Revere, you don't call an 800 number in Bangladesh. You call our office and you talk to real people. Every merchant is assigned a relationship manager. That relationship manager is a person you know. They're a live person, a real person located in the United States. And there's someone you'll establish a relationship with. So we've had clients who've been with us. You know, we've been in business 18 years. We have a client, one client, very large company, has been with us 16 years. People can't figure out why they're staying. Well, I mean, there's a relationship there, and we build, we really build our business around our clients' needs. So I'd like to think we are, we have, a, we have everything someone would need. How big of a company is it? Am I going to get lost in the? No, 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 no. And because that's the key. That's the key to the personal touch. Revere's white glove service is really unparalleled in our industry. It's something unheard of. There, I don't know if there's any other company that does does it quite the way we do. It's it's that personal touch, and that's really never ever ever going to get lost because that is how we built the company. That's how I built the company. It's the philosophy of it. Is it just you that built it, or did you have people with you? Well, I mean, of course, I eventually had staff. It was me at a kitchen table. So it began with wow. me at a kitchen table. Um, as a lawyer, when, it, when my client who I was representing got shut down, my direct selling client, and uh, thinking about, okay, there's got to be something to this payments thing. And, it, and we could get into that's a whole other story that involves Christ and my faith. Tell it and, to me. I want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> well, no, really, it, people's march to liberty and march to Christ and march to the things that matter. God. So this whole program, our goal is to promote God, family, and country and protect yeah, well, life, liberty, I'm and property. A, right? I'm, we are a devoutly and very publicly Christian company. So um, I am a devout Christian. And really, Jesus Christ is the chairman of the board. 
you know, I really work for him. So he's guiding everything. And he has been Amen for 18 that. years. So my faith and my story is really about him. And he is the, he is really the, he's really the guiding principle behind the whole business, which is why we do what we do. We're fearless because we have him. And uh, we're just here to move forward and help people, protect people, do great things. And we do it all in his glory. Wow, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love that part. Now, let me ask you this. Cards. So you got Visa, you got MasterCard, you got American Express, you got Diners Club, you got all these cards. Mm -hmm. Are there some that are great to work with and some that are not? You know, we're... Like, we should start to, um, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to, I want to say this. We should start to kind of protest with our dollars, too. So if MasterCard or Diners Club or one of the, you know, um, Federal, or not Federal Express, I mean, wow, American Express. Express or some of these people, you know, we need to start to take action and direct our monies to the people who matter, too. Yeah. This is one important reason to switch, ladies and gentlemen, uh, credit card processors for your business, too. We need to support the people that are doing our, our, our part, right? Yeah, but for us, I mean, for us, we are, again, being, uh, being free and freedom. You know, we represent all of the card brands. We've never, you know, had an issue with anyone. They've always been terrific partners to us. All the brands are just, we're, I mean, we've not had any, there's there's not nowhere for us to go there. We, we represent all of the brands and are happy and honored to do it. All right, so it's the middlemen that are really the problem. Well, it's, it's really what happened is the payment processors, such as the payment processors decide, decided to take a position and, and they decided to get political, which is unfortunate. Sure. Um, so that's what's happened. So you have companies, and they're essentially private, even though they technically may be a public, publicly traded company, that have, have decided to take a position in the in, in, in the political arena, which I think, you know, I, I think there's got to be places that have to be, you know, political free zones. Like we have to have, you know, whether it's sports or, you know, how we do business, we've got to we've got to be just okay with everybody. Sure. You know, I mean, tolerance, you know, the left preaches a lot of tolerance, but I'll tell you, there's not a lot of tolerance over there. I you hear know, that. You know, it's, you know, so at Revere, I, I, you know, we don't ask who you voted for. We don't ask who you date. We don't ask about your personal life. We don't ask anything. We're about freedom and freedoms where everyone can coexist. Is it hard to get approved? No, no, of course not. I mean, if you, you know, we, we already, we know coming, when you're coming in the door, we can tell if you're doing something that's shady or sketchy, obviously we're not going to, we, we can't do business with you. We're, we're, we're a, a company of the highest integrity, but you know, for instance, we had a fantastic client who, um, we love and adore who's a cigar company, um, out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I just love this company. They're phenomenal. And they had um, they had been shut down by five processors. Why? Well, uh, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot out their name. I'll give them a shout out. Do um, it. They're a company called Liberty Cigars, and they were started by a man named John Adams, if you can believe it. Oh, I'm surprised Dennis Prager didn't start it. <laughs> He's amazing, and and John Adams has spent his life investing in these cigars that are characteristically um, made after poignant figures in history, including our, our presidents. They are so spectacular and so fabulous, but they were shut down five the times. The only one I'll shy away from is the Bill Clinton cigar. But there's I'm no, yeah, yeah, because I, I don't think there's a. That, that I don't think there's. It's one a little of those. bit of a joke. I'm yeah, exactly. I got I'm it. Just don't worry. Fun. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> In fact, we wouldn't even we wouldn't even shut down the Bill Clinton cigar, people. Um, yeah, just I'm just not sure going. it would be a top seller. So, um, <laughs> so, so they were shut down five times. I mean, why? I mean, there's. I mean, by five different processors. You know, so that's something that their their product is so beautiful and such a tribute to history in America. I mean, I, I give it as gifts very, very frequently, and um, there's no there's no sense to it. But you know what? Um, someone's loss is our gain because we absolutely love them, 
and they're terrific and we're thrilled that they're a client. So we love to promote our clients in any way we can and help them. The people you meet at Freedom Fest, ladies and gentlemen, fantastic stuff. Wendy Kinney, Thank founder you. and CEO of Revere Payments. To learn more, reverepayments.com. Wendy, we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Sam. Such a privilege. Thank you. And this is Liberty Roundtable Live. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, that was one of my favorites. Wendy was just, she's an attorney. Uh, she's got a history of this kind of stuff. She's dealt with multi-level marketing companies, so she understands kind of the negative buzz that unfairly goes around in many cases. Some of it is justified, but most of it is not. Uh, you know, So she's got a little bit of a thick skin. She's an attorney, so she understands kind of the contracts and the details. Uh, she's willing to stand up for your beliefs. You know, you can't do anything illegal, but if you want a payment processor that's for real, if you want a payment processor that understands um, liberty is the only way I know how to describe it, so, and a group that can give you a personal representative, somebody that you can work with, get great pricing, uh, get pricing you know, on, on machines uh, and processing equipment and everything that will save you a lot of money. Uh, that's who you go to, reverepayments.com. I'm going to be digging into them myself uh, and seeing if I can't crank up a relationship with Revere because I, I just I believe in them. I, I really am, am pleased with their dedication, their efforts, their involvement. Uh, there's very, very few out there like that, and we really need to reward those who are willing to stand up and say, no, hold on, I don't, I don't exactly agree with you, but I do agree that there should be a, you know, we got gun-free zones, we ought to get rid of those. But we ought to have political-free zones when it comes to fundamental basic services, banking, uh, you know, electricity, you know, these kind of things. Um, not by force, but by choice, by, by understanding, by respect. Okay, we need civility in our society, and it kind of starts with those kinds of things. Uh, this deplatforming, this depaymenting, whatever you want to call that, um, stuff has just got to gotta stop. It really does. Uh, and so we need to work hard to reward those who are willing to stand up and willing to take the heat uh, on our behalf. And I do believe that Wendy uh, Kinney is one who will at reverepayments.com. So anyway, that's that. Now, second hour, I want to kind of prep this second hour because it's going to be epic. We've got some sound bites to play from Ben Swan. Truth in Media, Sovereign.media is the website. And Ben has uncovered, along with a news service that I've been keeping an eye on for quite some time, and they have uncovered the CIA and the FBI and the Pentagon and the Department of Defense and everybody else has literally, folks, been monitoring, controlling, <laughs> and propagandizing all social media. No joke. So when they deplatform you and I, it's because the CIA says so. We'll give you the details. Ben Swan will do it, and then we'll break that down with James Edwards. Then we got an interesting lawsuit to tell you about, and James Edwards will have a unique perspective on that as well. I am Sam Bushman. This is hour one of two. Second hour coming up in seconds. First hour in the can. We need your financial support. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally, would you please? Would be so grateful. Thanks so much for being alongside for the ride. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... Wow, it's already July 28th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two with a goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Folks, we've got a lot to cover today, very little time to get it done. And I apologize, I'm on the phone right now. Uh, But we're having to pack up and travel on. It's a little bit crazy as we travel. I'm uh, attending a huge personal family reunion, uh, and I'll get into the details of that uh, in another broadcast. But uh, anyway, it's really, really neat stuff that we're doing as a family. It's exciting uh, to be holding, to be involved in. And uh, so God, family, and country is what it's all about on the radio, right? So we're serious about it every day, 24-7. feel like the Beatles almost. It's eight days a week for us people when it comes to God, family, and country. I'll tell you that right now. All right, without further ado, we have a guest. James Edwards will be with us here in a minute. But first, I'm going to play a long – it's about an eight-minute soundbite from Ben Swan. Why am I playing this soundbite? Because Ben Swan, along with another news service – I want you to listen to the name of the news service. I've known about them for quite some time. They're reputable. Their research is stellar, etc. But the two of these people have put together a real detailed expose on, in my opinion, criminal activity. That's just my opinion to which I'm entitled. But the CIA, the FBI, the Department of Defense, along with other government agencies, are absolutely controlling Meta. Now, we've documented the founding of Google, etc. that's now turned into Meta. We've documented the, the CIA founding and funding of those organizations. But they're controlling all social media today literally cia fbi pentagon (laughs) department of defense agents listen to this report and then we'll talk about it with james edwards for years facebook and instagram have been purging content creators and removing content that it deems harmful despite the fact that so much of that content has now been proven to be accurate so who specifically is responsible Well, a new investigation finds that Meta's content policy is being controlled by dozens of former CIA agents. In fact, the report finds it's harder to find someone who did not at one time work at the CIA than to find someone who did. So what does that mean for content online? It's an incredible story, and there is so much more to it. I'm Ben Swan. This is Truth in Media. Hey guys, welcome to the show. So much to get to today as we are breaking down an investigation that really has found dozens of former, and let's face it, possibly current CIA agents are actually the ones in control of Meta's content policy, Meta being the parent company of Facebook and Instagram. We're also going to tell you about a secret army of some 60,000 government agents whose job it is to manipulate social media online. All of that in just a minute, but before we do, a shout out to our partner for this episode, Create Tailwind and createtailwind.com. If you want to get control of your financial destiny, you've got to talk to the guys at Create Tailwind today. 
Jim Oliver and Bob Burnett will teach you the secrets of infinite banking and how the velocity of money, that's what it's called, can help you to bank on yourself in ways that wealthy individuals and Fortune 500 companies do every day. Create Tailwind is more than just a partner. Jim and Bob are helping me to establish my own infinite banking system, and they can do the same for you. Talk to them today at createtailwind.com. All right, so back to this story, because it truly is an incredible story here. Mint Press News has conducted a remarkable investigation into the content moderators over at Meta. Again, specifically, we're talking about the companies Facebook and Instagram. And what they found is an incredible number of former CIA agents and FBI agents who now run the company's content moderation. People like Aaron Berman, who was at one time a highly influential part of the CIA, at one time, in fact, preparing and editing the president's daily intelligence brief. He was in that role until 2019 when he left the CIA to join Facebook. Well, now Aaron talks about the difficulty that he has in moderating content. Listen to this. How do we think about the balance between harmful content and protecting freedom of speech? It's a balance. Does it ever make you feel uncomfortable to be put in a position where you're having to draw the line? Yes, and I think it should make me uncomfortable and all of us who do this work. Yeah, I'm not sure it really makes Aaron all that uncomfortable. Again, he spent 15 years working for the Central Intelligence Agency, an agency that has been charged with overthrowing and attempting to overthrow numerous foreign governments, by the way, some of which are democratically elected by the people of those countries, helping prominent Nazis escape punishment after World War II, funneling large quantities of drugs and weapons around the world, including into our own country penetrating domestic media outlets, routinely spreading false information, and operating a global network of black site prisons where prisoners are repeatedly tortured, spying on members of the U.S. Congress and their staff who were investigating CIA torture. And we could go on and on and on. We won't, but what does go on and on and on are the numbers of Meta and Facebook employees who at one time, possibly still, work for the CIA. There are a number of other ex-CIA agents besides Aaron Berman working in these fields. Deborah Berman, for example, spent 10 years as a data and intelligence analyst at the CIA before recently being brought on as a trust and safety project manager for Meta. Between 2006 and 2010, Brian Weisbart was a CIA intelligence officer, his job entailing, in his own words, quote, leading global teams to conduct counterterrorism and digital cyber investigations, end quote, and identifying online social media misinformation, propaganda, and covert influence campaigns. He is currently a director of trust and safety, security, and data privacy, again, for Meta. Well, meanwhile, the LinkedIn profile of Cameron Harris, a CIA analyst until 2019, notes that he is now a Meta trust and safety project manager. Mempress has found that Facebook has recruited dozens of individuals from the CIA, as well as many more from other agencies like the FBI and the Department of Defense, the DOD. These hires are primarily in highly politically sensitive sectors such as trust, security, and content moderation, to the point where some might feel it becomes difficult to see where the U.S. national security state ends and Facebook begins. But it's not just former CIA who were calling the shots at Meta. Emily Vatcher was an FBI employee between 2001 and 2011, rising to the rank of supervisory special agent. From there, she was headhunted by Facebook slash Meta 
and is now a director of Trust and Safety. Between 2010 and 2020, Mike Brado, who worked for USAID, eventually becoming deputy director for policy of that organization. USAID is the U.S. government-funded influence organization, which has bankrolled and staged multiple regime change operations abroad, including in Venezuela in 2002, in Cuba in 2021, and the ongoing attempts in Nicaragua. Since 2020, Meta has employed Bradow as a misinformation policy manager. And there is more, because while all these employees of Meta are all former professional intelligence agents, former, it is now well established that the Pentagon fields a clandestine army of at least 60,000 people, yes, 60,000 people, whose job it is to influence public opinion, the majority of them doing so from behind a keyboard. In fact, a Newsweek expose from last year called it, quote, the largest undercover force the world has ever known, adding this, quote, the newest and fastest growing group is the clandestine army that never leaves their keyboards. These are the cutting-edge cyber fighters and intelligence collectors who assume false personas online, employing non-attribution and misattribution techniques to hide the who and the where of their online presence while they search for high-value targets and collect what is called publicly accessible information or even engage in campaigns to influence and manipulate social media. Hundreds work in and for the NSA, but over the past five years, every military agency and special operations unit has developed some kind of web operations cell that both collects intelligence and tends to the operational security of its very activities. As The Guardian points out, as far back as 2011, so 11 years ago, this clandestine group has been, quote, secretly manipulating social media sites by using fake online personas to influence internet conversations and spread pro-American propaganda, end quote. But here's the main point. The ex-military and ex-CIA officials that Facebook now employs do not seem to have found one single trace of their former colleagues' work on the platform. That's right. Think about that. A force of 60,000 agents who are working every day to influence social media platforms online, and yet their former colleagues, if we were to believe that, from the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and USAID haven't found them, haven't been able to catch any of their so-called inauthentic behavior. Why is that? Well, the answer is obvious, because they're not former colleagues at all. They are, in fact, nothing more than current intelligence agents working in plain sight and plain view of the public. And no mainstream journalist and no elected officials really seem to care. Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out all of our videos at our social media platform, Sovereign.media, where you, there are, by the way, no CIA agents performing content moderation. Also, if you're not getting our reports because we are so heavily censored by those content moderators on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, send me a text to the number on your screen. We will send our reports directly to your mobile device every time they come out. It is the best way to get around social media. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hang tight, quick pause, straight to the hard-hitting news the network refused to use with James Edwards alongside for the ride in seconds on your radio.
treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, back live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, James Edwards. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, it's great to be back with you. I hope you have a wonderful family reunion, and thanks for having me outside of our uh, designated times that I'm normally on. I know we had a couple of whiffs on my part earlier in the month, so it's great to make amends today. Thinking of this Ben Swan report, uh, this is shattering information. Uh, I'm not really surprised, James, but nevertheless, it's shattering information that they literally have 60,000-plus media manipulators. The propaganda continues like you wouldn't believe. The uh, manipulation of the media, the propaganda uh, that we see, uh, we wondered why it was so extreme, why it was so in-your-face, how they were doing it. Now we have the intel background information. I think it's criminal, James. Yes, well, I've got a lot of takes on this. Number one, I guess I can finally know who to blame for all of my uh, deplatforming and censorship over the years. I mean, long before it was happening to a lot of these conservative talkers, uh, people like yours truly were suffering this. PayPal banned me back in 2006, banned from Facebook. That's what we're talking about here right now. All the way back in 2008, which was many, many, many years before it became so ubiquitous and, and uh, prolific uh, throughout uh, war establishment conservatism but this revelation that cia agents are the ones that are informing meta's content policy 60,000 strong phalanx uh, going out and manipulating uh, these things with uh, uh, facebook and instagram 
They are the ones behind the censorship and the deplatforming to a large degree, manipulating free speech, manipulating the way uh, news and opinions are shared by the American people in this so-called free country of ours. You know, so much of what the enemy says about our people or people who would have at least somewhat overlapping opinions with that of our own. Let's talk about the people who were up at January 6th, for instance, this whole thing that they're the ones that are subverting our institutions. No, I don't think so. It's actually uh, these people, the ones who are blaming uh, those like us, who are the ones that are subverting our institutions. And this is uh, a very much a silver bullet. I had not heard this before, but of course it's not just Facebook and Instagram. Uh, at least I had not heard it to this extent with this much backing uh, backing evidence. Uh, across the board, though, with social media and with Internet banking and credit card processing, uh, you are running into where God, family, and, and Republic-type people are uh, getting blocked and getting banned and not being able to, to use platforms to do business and share information because – well, really, just because they have a dissenting point of view. That's why what you played in the first hour was so refreshing to me. I hope that uh, they can hold the line and that uh, what's going on with companies like Revere Payments uh, is uh, is the real deal. But, but yeah, I mean, government agents working with social media companies to stifle freedom of speech and to censor ban and silent dissenting voices is, um, you know, that's a lot different, Sam, than what, at least I had always assumed was going on at these companies like Twitter and others where you just had a bunch of uh, woke college students, you know, a bunch of uh, speech-hating leftist uh, interns that were sitting there behind their computers clicking a mouse, banning people with whom they disagreed. It's a, it's a lot different when you have government agents or at least former government agents doing this, and it's not just employees with a bias doing so. So, um, yeah, I don't guess we should be surprised, but I'll tell you one bit of – of news that is tangentially related to this story. And uh, I do support the sentiment here. I don't know if it could be competently executed, but Donald Trump, as he plans his 2024 revenge tour. Now, we remember Donald Trump. I know. Fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. But uh, he's, he's hitting on something here. If uh, There's always a difference between what he says and what he's actually able to do or what he actually follows up on. But to your point here and to the point of this hour, uh, this conversation, it, uh, this uh, news story just came out last week, reads, former President uh, Trump's top allies are preparing to radically reshape the federal government if he is reelected, talking about a third run in 2024, purging potentially thousands of civil servants and filling career posts with loyalists to him and his America First ideology. The impact, this is where it gets important uh, to our story here, the impact could go well beyond typical conservative targets such as the Environmental Protection Agency and the Eternal Revenue Service. Trump allies are working on plans, allegedly, that would strip layers at the Department of Justice, including the FBI, and reaching into national security intelligence, the State Department, and the Pentagon, sources close to the former president say. Uh, so, I mean, what you're talking about here is the so-called intelligence community perhaps not being abolished, but certainly being pared down by the tunes of thousands of these people. Well, I guess they can just go to Facebook and get a job, but sources close to the president, the former president, say that he will, as a matter of top priority, go after the national security apparatus, clean house of the intelligence community in the State Department, target the woke generals at the Defense Department, and remove top layers of the Justice Department and the FBI. I don't know if that'll happen, but it certainly sounds like it would be well-deserved, Sam. 
It would be well-deserved without question. It'll be necessary for the survival of the Republic. There's no question. Um, but I think of the locker, locker up phrase that was used. And oh, then yeah. Donald That's said, right. hey, quit, quit bothering my friend Hillary. Just leave her alone. When he was asked about George Soros as well, he said, look, leave my buddy George alone. He hasn't done anything to you. Uh, so we know that Donald's an insider, and I don't believe Donald will accomplish the task at all. Uh, I wish uh, that he would, and, uh, and I know conservatives always want to hang on the latest wishful thinking <laughs> propaganda. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, under Donald Trump, in my opinion, the greatest fraud America's ever known has taken place. That is, we create a bioweapon called coronavirus. We literally unleash it through the Communist Chinese Party on the people. Uh, we create a fast track or an Operation Warp Speed vaccination program and literally vaccinate the whole world in an experimental scenario, pretending that it's a vaccine when it's really nothing more than a bioweapon itself. So you've got a bioweapon in the disease, manufactured, manipulated, weaponized in a lab, released intentionally on the world, and then you've got the, quote, anecdote, the vaccination as another bioweapon. An mRNA vaccine is what they call it, but it's really a gene therapy program, an experimental gene therapy program. And this was all unleashed and all done under Donald Trump. The greatest lockdown in American history, the greatest violation of your rights as Americans, uh, not just stopping or uh, affecting the sick, even the healthy were locked down. As close to, listen to me carefully, as close to a deep state martial law as we've ever seen in this country on a mass scale it affected your business it affected your livelihood it affected your children's education it okay now you could say well donald didn't do all the lockdowns the governors did yes but they had to do it to get money from the feds it was all driven by this agenda and it was all under the donald watch ladies and gentlemen so i submit to you that if you elect donald trump again you will elect the next phase in the reset plan around the world, James. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to say, Sam. I mean, of course, we all like a lot of the rhetoric that we got out of Trump. I think Trump's greatest gift to the American people and to humanity has been eviscerating the trust in these corrupt institutions. Because of Donald Trump, large, largely because of Trump, uh, you have tens of millions of people now who are thinking differently than they did in 2015 with regards to their trust of the media, which is at almost zero percent. And even now they are questioning whether or not in this country, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, we have accurate elections. I mean, this is this is very good that people are thinking this way. And now, I mean, it's gotten so far and we've been talking about this in my program. You've got 75 percent of Trump voters, which is 60 million people, at least according to the uh, official count, 75% of those 60 million believe that there is a great replacement going on, which there is. Uh, the majority of Republicans are now <laughs> believing their state would be better off if uh, they seceded. And we could go on and on and on with polls like this. All right, so Trump, in large part, did that, and that's a good thing. Now, was he always part of the of the uh, program? You say yes. I say I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if it really matters because at least the message he got out uh, was able to to force the sea change within the Republican base that we're experiencing that I think is going to have dividends for us down the line that are far bigger and better than, than Trump. Uh, I do think that he is probably opposed to these people. I, I think at least he doesn't get along with them. And, and, and by that, I mean... 
you know, was he part of the program? You might say yes. I say I don't know. But I, I do think that he <laughs> – uh, is antagonized have by them. I ever, think he would want James, to have oppose them. Have we ever them. experienced such a tyrannical lockdown in the history of the country? Yeah, but this is the point I was going to make about that, and to that point directly. Um, what was Trump's position on that? I mean, certainly it appeared as though he was pushing back on that, and then you have to ask yourself the question, how much power does one man have against the entire system? You know, that's a question. I mean, could, was he just bulldozed by the entirety of point the as well. It's a fair question and a fair point from James Edwards, no doubt about it. Hang tight. We've got a whole lot more where this game comes. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. We do have breaking news this hour. The United States is in a recession as the gross domestic product contracts nearly 1% for the second consecutive quarter, decreasing 1.6% annually. Victor Bout, a Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death, whose weapons created deadly conflicts around the world, could be sent back to Russia in exchange for basketball player Brittany Greiner and retired U.S. Marine Paul Whelan. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. I plan to raise an issue that's a top priority for us. The release of Americans Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner. As Senator Grassley is accusing the FBI and Department of Justice of misleading the American people on the Biden laptop, the device has now revealed President Biden met with at least 14 of Hunter Biden's business associates while he was vice president in the Obama White House. USA Radio News. Guys, what's the first thing you notice when you look at a photo of yourself? If you said your receding hairline or bald spot, Keeps can help you change that. Keeps has clinically proven, FDA-approved hair treatments available online. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take care of the hair you have, your Keeps physician will help you select the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. It's easy. No waiting rooms or pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. Half the cost. And if you have questions, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. If those balding jokes are wearing thin, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair. Visit Keeps.com slash Doug Steffen for 50% off your first order. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Doug Steffen. Keeps.com slash Doug Steffen. New York wants to add a tax to drivers that choose specific traffic routes. New York is slowly but surely going towards becoming the first U.S. city to charge motorists an extra fee for entering its most congested areas. The Metropolitan Transportation Authority said a long-delayed environmental assessment should be released by federal regulators next month to be followed by a public hearing. If you are a New Yorker who has been late for work because your train was not on time, You need congestion pricing. 
The goal of congestion pricing is to encourage more people to take public transportation to cut down on traffic, while also directing extra revenue toward making much-needed repairs to the transit system. For the USA Radio News Los Angeles Bureau, I'm Ellie Andrews. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I'll tell you what, crazy stuff going on. I hope I don't get cut off in the elevator, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if that happens. In the meantime, James Edwards with me, though, and we're talking about this serious, serious issue about the CIA, the FBI, the Pentagon, the DOD, literally all controlling social media. Is that happening, ladies and gentlemen? Is it all true? The documentation is overwhelming. Uh, James, let's go back to this for a second. What do we do if this is true? Do we just start arresting criminals? See, that's the thing about it. And and to go back to Trump, I don't think, you know, he certainly hasn't demonstrated. Uh, I, I love what he says when he defends Robert E. Lee. He does to say these things that, uh, of course, the system hates and that no other president would say. But does he actually have not just the courage, but even the ability to <laughs> to actually go out and do what needs to be done? And that's arresting you know, true traitors, not the, the, the old ladies with granny packs that walked in at the invitation of law enforcement on January 6th and toured the building for an hour or two. Those aren't the ones that are the insurrectionists. Those aren't the traitors. You know, so are you really going to have a guy that will go in and actually start arresting people in our government and in our law enforcement agencies and doing what needs to be done? I don't think he has it in him. My, It does need to be done. And, and that's why I think, Sam, that we may be – too far uh we may be beyond repair uh, for restoring the constitution as we would have uh, hoped to have been able to do I, I think the rot in certain sectors and in certain institutions and in certain places like the acela corridor and the left coast is uh these people are too far gone now you do have a heartbeat in america you have the south you have the mountain west you have the midwest you have real america the heartland and um, I think my biggest interest in Trump is in his reelection. I actually talked about this because I've gone back and forth over the years from just being put out by him and disappointed to the point where I don't ever want to hear his name again to like, you know, hey, at least this guy is further exacerbating the divide. I think at this point there is going to have to be a divorce. I think you don't just have – multiculturalism which is hard enough to reconcile you really do have at least two different countries and it's very hard to get people with such diametrically opposing beliefs and cultures and and backgrounds under one roof uh to work cohesively under under a government so i think if trump did run it would just further alienate um the people who are behind all of the things that we're uh, talking about here at and and hopefully drive a wedge to the point where this whole show breaks up. I think, I think uh, Christians in America would be better off with a weakened America. I think th- the world would be better off with a weakened America. And I think that's what, uh, in my opinion, now has to happen. You may disagree. Uh, and I think Trump's our best chance at continuing to do that. Uh, because, the, you know, certainly there has been no amelioration with, with Biden. It has continued to spread. Trump would make it spread further. And this happens throughout history, Sam. I mean, there is nothing magical about America. 
that prevents it from uh, being a, a nation state that becomes an empire that falls apart. I mean, you see it throughout history with many civilizations. In fact, it's not the exception. It's the rule. And I think the time has come. I think uh, that the rot is too, is too deep. It's too deep-rooted. Uh, I think it's a fat and bloated dying empire. And if Trump helps us uh, pu- push it over the edge and take it off the support, that'll be okay with me. Do you see a situation where states will not cooperate with states? In other words, every state becomes, in a sense, an island or a country unto itself? And if so, what do you see America looking like in that scenario? We'll all be in poverty. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, uh, if Alabama, just the state of Alabama, declared independence, now there, there's no evidence that this will happen. I mean, now we did see at the Texas State GOP convention uh, back in June that, that this is the state Republican Party of Texas. This is the biggest Republican Party in the country. This isn't the Republican Party of Rhode Island where they're just also ran and they don't have any power. You have the state Republican Party of Texas put, put in their official platform, the delegates voted it in, that they want secession to be on the ballot next year in the state of Texas. And then you have the majority of Trump voters saying that they personally and their state's specifically would be better off with secession. So I don't know what secession looks like, but I do believe it's viable. I do believe it's viable, and I don't think we would be in poverty. I mean, the state of Alabama alone is the size of Austria, and nobody's saying that a nation like Austria can't be self-sufficient. If the South, if the old Confederacy with the few border states thrown in that are of very like mind with regards to the Christian faith and conservative values like Oklahoma and uh, Kentucky and West Virginia, if they became their own independent nation. Maybe you add in other states uh, in the Mountain West that have very similar beliefs uh, by and large. I mean, you're a superpower immediately. I, I, and you, the only thing you're shedding is the, the weight of uh, a handful of states that are bringing down the whole production. I, so I don't know. I don't necessarily think what you're shedding in now. my mind is you're all landlocked and you won't be able to get any products in or out of the country. No, I mean, if you've got the old Confederacy, you've got Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, all right, Georgia, I mean, all just, of those We states. just left from one state seceding or a state seceding in their own ways, not even agreeing to work together, per se, to a scenario where now they're all in unison uh, on this or whatever. I'm not so sure that all the states will even be in unison with one another. Well, it's impossible to know how it would go. I mean, of course, it's all hypothetical right now. There's nothing firm on the on the table. It's just ideas, people saying, hey, maybe we would be better off. Yes, I just used Alabama as an example, although Alabama is a Gulf state, in saying that it's it's the size of Austria and I, perhaps even the population of Austria. So, you know, it's certainly big enough to be a player, but I th- obviously other states would, would want to go. I think if this party gets started, a lot of states are going to want to leave because what you've got is a very small minority of people uh, and, and uh, geographically speaking, just a, a, f- a very few number of states uh, that are that are bringing the, the, the traditional America down. Amen to that. And ladies and gentlemen, we can say that this is just a few ideas, and I agree that it is. James is right on that. However, I think we're a whole lot further down this road than most people might realize. Uh, you could have foreign nations call a halt to the con game of debt and claim certain sections of the United States. Uh, when it comes to Ocasio-Cortez and some of her ilk, communists and and socialists in my mind, this is just my opinion to which I'm entitled, uh, you know, they literally want to abolish the Supreme Court. Just imagine if they were able to abolish the court. You got uh, basically 40% of Democrats alone uh, that maybe have a positive view of the court. 63% have a negative view of the Supreme Court. If they abolish the Supreme Court tomorrow, uh, what would the states do? Uh, if the states literally uh, continue to be dictated to by Joe Biden, 
with onerous, um, well, emergency is what Joe Biden's calling them, um, climate change discussions, locking states down to where, hey, you can't drive a car that's not a electric vehicle anymore. For example, California is going this way. If this got mandated on a national level by executive order and the Supreme Court literally was uh, in jeopardy of being abolished, etc., you would instantly see uh, that it's not just talk or just uh, opinions or ideas. It would instantly form into something serious indeed. And sadly, I think we're on the brink uh, of that in many, many ways, James, much further beyond what the average American thinks. Civil war might be a possibility. Uh, the station, or the states seceding from the union might be a possibility. Uh, certain states, portions of the states want to leave, for example, uh, they want Oregon and Utah, or I'm sorry, Oregon and Cal Northern California to form a new state. Uh, a lot of people in Oregon want to have their counties leave the state of Oregon and join Colorado or join uh, Idaho. Um, these sound like uh, remote possibilities, but I think they could instantly become reality if a few things changed uh, that seem on the brink. That could be a different ballgame in a hurry. It could change from discussions and ideas and opinions and nothing real to something very serious. But very quickly, James. And history has proven that that has been the case time and time again around the world. And I don't think there's anything that gives America immunity to that, particularly when you've got so many fault lines now that are only widening, so many things that divide us. Why would we want to be forced to live with people who hate us and want to see the traditional way of life? America had a really good run, and for a lot of years there was so much prosperity that people just didn't mind what was going on with the, within the institutions of power. And now, all of a sudden, you know, a 50, you know, you compare this country in one lifetime, my father's lifetime, who was born in 1954. That is, it's, America is completely unrecognizable now compared to the country he was born into. And people are getting wise to that, and people are seeing the way this whole thing is going. I mean, especially now with critical race theory and transgenderism. I mean, it's it's gone from, okay, I disagree with this, but, you know, we'll agree to disagree to the point where you've got now it's just very demonic. I mean, you're, you're talking about not just a preference, but really your, your child's soul. Uh, their very eternal soul, and the, you know, with institutions and, and government uh, being anti-Christ, and uh, it's that you know, it's not a matter of what we want. It's a matter of these things are going to happen. So we might as well begin to wrap our minds around some scenarios because I think that the breakup is inevitable. Because it's not just conservative versus liberal; it is Christian versus versus evil. And you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, Sam. I'm going to be talking about this for an hour. Well, I guess I'll tell you when we come back. Just very quickly, I'm going to be talking about this for an hour. Marjorie Taylor Greene really shook up the establishment with the statement she made about Christian nationalism and how this should be a Christian nation. What does that mean? We're going to do it. Do Details and sections with James Edwards on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ. Especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. 
They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour, and it hit into the road there. Her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. You know, I parked my car and I went inside. And they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed. And I, I lost it. The other people excluded like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it because it took my brother away from me. A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. James Edwards, Sam Bushman breaking things down, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to see a secession. I don't want to see a weakening of America at all. I think America is a great country. I know we've got our problems, ladies and gentlemen, but I go back to the roots of our founding fathers. I realize most don't subscribe to that modern times because of the propaganda that we've experienced. Remember the CIA and the FBI and the Defense Department and all the enemies of liberty, unconstitutional agencies have been propagandizing Americans literally for our whole lives and longer. Operation, what do they call it? Mockingbird is what they used to call it. Uh, now that has been <laughs> solidified and confirmed to be not only reality, to be literally an everyday occurrence with an army of 60,000 keyboard warriors strong, all by your government peddling propaganda. It reminds me of the communist nation of China. It's so bad. Uh, but I still have a hope that we the people can gravitate towards Christian values. Uh, I still have a hope that we the people can, can bring us back from the brink peacefully. Uh, I know some would say, Sam, you're too naive. It's not reality. Um, but I'll be the guy that, that wants to be the hopeful guy. I'll be the guy that wants to give America every opportunity for success possible. That's what this broadcast has been about for the last 25 years. Uh, if it must be that we separate in certain ways, and then the question becomes, you know what, how could it go down? How could we create a constitutional enclave uh, or a constitutional readout, as Chuck Baldwin and many others have deemed it? Uh, how do we do that in a meaningful way? And, you know, I don't know that we can hold on to the South and the Rocky Mountain states at the same time. Uh, number two, or number one, those two groups are separated by a lot of miles. Secondarily, with the coasts all controlled by liberal states, the only friendly state we might have is Texas, but Texas oftentimes goes it alone uh, anyway. So there's a lot of things to discuss uh, in a reality sense, James. Well, you'd have Mississippi, you'd have Alabama, you'd have South Carolina, North Carolina, you know, hypothetically as as uh, states. I mean, obviously Louisiana, Florida, uh, these are all, all Republican states anyway. And, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, are, these states are under the United States apparatus right now, separated by the same number of miles it would be in a hypothetical secession scenario. And, of course, our very founding fathers seceded from, 
Great Britain uh, for reasons far less serious than what we're facing now. And, and that goes back to the war between the states. I mean, even that conflict really pales in comparison to the differences that this country uh, is experiencing now. Uh, even when it was North versus South, they still believed in God. They still had the same faith. They were still basically one people. Uh, they went to war over issues, uh, but those issues, again, I think pale in comparison to the issues that, we are, that, uh, that divide us now. And if our founding fathers could secede, and if righteous, upright Christians like Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson could secede, uh, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with secession. It just didn't work out, and sometimes that, that happens. And well, you're, I don't you're right it, about that. The, dec the Declaration of Independence, in my opinion, before a candid world and before God Almighty himself, uh, highlights not only the, the possibility or the authority, if you will, uh, but even beyond that, the necessity from time to time uh, to take serious direct action as well. Uh, so you're right about this, James. It's not a high, uh, um, just a theory or a thought process or an idea. Uh, it can be reality, and and you know what? You never know uh, the 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 time frame, what, when, where makes sense, how, right? Um, you That's know, right. it might be that we have to jettison some of these states because they're so extreme and so psychotic and so communist in their nature that we have to let them see what it's like to live on their own for a while. Maybe California becomes. <laughs> its own country and the rest of the, you know, maybe California and New York and a couple of these states See, become their own countries and we stay the original country. You know, maybe there's that's another thing. Like that's that another. Too. That's absolutely right, Sam. That's another another thing. You 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 typically think it's going to be the conservatives that break off, but uh, what if the left broke off? What if they could no longer? I, I don't see that happening, but it, but it certainly could. I mean, that's another reason why I think Trump makes for an interesting prospect in 24. Well, maybe in case he, you he sends them wants to get there. rid of the Supreme Court, let's just have New York get rid of the Supreme Court, and they're not part of it. <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. And uh, but, but again, it comes down to what I was going to say before the break. You had Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, the um, – representative out of the state of Georgia in Congress saying we need the Republican Party to be the party of nationalism. And I, I'm a Christian, and I say it proudly. We should be a Christian nationalist party. Um, and, of course, the media has just lost its mind over this. They, of course, instantly equate Christian nationalism with white nationalism and white supremacy, and they, uh, of course, muddy up the waters and put all of that together. But, but she's right. I mean, this is where we're at now. Uh, the system that we live under right now that the institutions in the federal government, to them there is no God. And uh, they don't want our kids believing in God. They don't want our kids revering their ancestors. Everything that made America what you love about it, Sam, and what I have loved about it in the past, they don't want. And when you've got differences that wide to where your eternal soul is on the table, uh, you will spend an eternity in hell if you go along with their program. That's not something to trifle with. I think you've got to get away from that. But we'll see what happens. But, but yes, I, you know, and Christian well, nationalism, by the way. Our, our prayers are that we can hold the country together, that if those who want communism can embrace that and they can take a couple of states with them and let them have that, by all means, let that be the reality check that we deal with, folks. And, hey, they're welcome to leave. They've been talking about leaving the country if Donald got elected the first time. Uh, they've been talking about leaving the country. Let them go ahead and just take whatever piece they need and leave. Let it be California or New York. They can start somewhere, that's for sure. 
Uh, and, you know, hey, maybe if uh, a group of them leave and realize what communism is really like, maybe the other groups will come to their senses and say, well, I think we are wrong. we got to have a course correction for sure. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on this ball, folks. It's not a topic that's going away anytime soon. It's a topic that continues to fester, and we will be at the forefront of it. Candid conversation like nobody's business. Nobody has the guts to take it on like we do. Final topic of the day with James Edwards. <laughs> now um, there's a big announcement from Donald Trump. They act like it's a huge announcement. He's going to sue CNN. And uh, so it's a big old announcement, but he's been talking about this since 2016. Uh, I think he talks about suing but never gets it done. Uh, people like James Edwards actually do sue, uh, and then the court lies, and uh, you know that's kind of where we're at. Uh, but James, I feel like nobody understands it better than you do. You have some advice for the Donald. Prepare to lose, Mr. President. Uh, he will not win. You will not get uh, justice in the systems courts, uh, not the way they are structured right now, not with the political pressure that there would be to deliver uh, judgment against uh, the president. Imagine being the judge that ruled in favor of the president uh, against the media, which is exactly what I ran up to. I actually had a slam dunk. I hate to keep bringing this up. I know we've talked about it a lot, so I'll give you the 60-second version. I had a slam dunk, unlosable, libel lawsuit. The actual text in the restatement of torts, the legal definition of what constitutes libel is to claim that someone is a member of the Ku Klux Klan, when in fact... There is no record evidence to prove that they are. And not only did a major daily newspaper in this country allege that I was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, they said I was its leader. And so I, ta I talked to a lawyer in Michigan. He said, uh, he said, I really think we can win this one. This is the textbook definition of libel. Well, then we went to court and we got beat because they said, well, you know, leader could have different words and different meanings. And he could be a thought leader. Like somebody from the Klan could tune into his program and maybe agree with some of the things he says. And in that in that definition, he is the leader. So, yes, they have the right to publish that he's the leader of the Klan. Of course, when you read it, you, that's, you don't think that this convoluted explanation. Uh, and, and so, you know, we ended up losing uh, an unlosable case. And if you had a case that strong that you can't win, I don't think Donald Trump's going to win. I actually had another friend, Peter Brimelo of VDare.com, who sued the New York Times uh, more recently. My lawsuit was in 2017. He sued the New York Times last year. He got uh, ran out of court as well. And now the New York Times is coming back and countersuing him for sanctions, which means uh, that, uh, in their opinion, he brought a frivolous lawsuit uh, against the New York Times. And now they're suing him for attorney's fees and court costs and um, who knows what else. So uh, I don't know. Uh, what will happen with that, hopefully he won't have to be punished for trying to clear his name. They were calling him, I think, a white nationalist and a white supremacist and things like that, and he sued for that uh, and lost, and now he's getting sued uh, in return for all of his troubles. Uh, and I think that's probably far more likely to happen to the former president than him prevailing in court in a case like this against an enemy like that. If he ever really has the guts to get the suit off the ground, he said he was going to take down the New York Times, that they wouldn't even exist. He said that he was going to sue everybody. He was going to take libel law and change it to where we could get lots of money, as he kind of said it. That's and right. Else, but we've seen nothing of the sort, nothing of the sort, James, at all. And now he's going to sue CNN. Now he's going to go ahead and get rid of all these government agencies. If you just elect the Donald one more time, people. One more time for the Donald, and he'll go ahead and fix your world. But you'll live in a freedom-loving country once again, right? 
No, you won't. It, it is. I would like to know, though, how much naivete he had, how much he didn't anticipate he was going to be up against with regards to the deep state and these people that, he's, that, he's, that, <laughs> that he stocked his own administration with these retreads from neocon Bush administration. So, I mean, you know, you would think that he would know. Uh, I do believe that the animosity between Trump and the establishment is real. I do believe that that's real. I do believe he would probably like to cause them discomfort. Um, I don't know. I, I, I have heard that two of his biggest problems will not be in a hypothetical Trump administration uh, uh, in the future, and that would be Ivanka and Jared Kushner. Uh, and uh, that would that would certainly be a, a step in the right direction. But yeah, I mean, the fault position is you're probably going to get more of the same past as, as prologue in most cases. However, my interest in Trump is I think he just further splits things up, and um, and that's what we need. I think we got to have a real candidate run uh, on a third party and see if we can't get some traction like the Ross Perot, Pat Buchanan days, because that's our only hope to at least vote for an honest man. Yeah, I <laughs> I think that's going to happen after the fall, Sam. I think after after this whole thing breaks apart and perhaps we can reconstitute a nation in God's image, uh, maybe maybe then you get honest people again. Until then, we just have to hope that we can uh, we can uh, we can separate as peacefully as possible because I I just think reconciliation is probably off the table. Uh, and I don't know if I'd want to be reconciled with people who hate me and want me dead and want to kill God and and send my kids to hell. I I just don't know. Would you I vote for the Donald again? Around. You know, I, I addressed this on the show last Saturday. Uh, I did vote for him twice. Uh, both times it was sort of last-minute decisions. Um, I was more glad to have voted for him for the first time. I needed to, at one point in my life, vote for somebody who actually won. So I wanted to say I voted for a winner one time, and I did. Second time I did go ahead and vote for him. I... Um, I have said in the past I wouldn't, but now I think I would just because I just think he's so chaotic. It just further – he has caused the left to make so many mistakes and so many overreactions. Their opinion of who he is versus what he actually is and what he can actually do. I mean, he's obviously not a Nazi. He's obviously not all of these things that they say, but they believe it. I think at least some of them do believe it, and they have overreacted to uh, push this critical race and trans and Black Lives Matter burning down cities and – and uh, I think, you know, that has opened the eyes to a lot of people. And it is because of that overreaction that was prompted by Trump himself that the Republican base is starting to catch up with us. And uh, that's where we need him to be. And if he helps facilitate that, you're right even on many of those points, ladies. You're right on many of those points, ladies and gentlemen. We're flat out of time. But I will say this, though. For me, I need to vote for an honest, moral person. I will vote for no other. Help me find that person. Will you please? For James Edwards and Sam Bushman, we need your financial support. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.